Hi, just before we have today's Joyful Noise song, let's just take a moment, shall we, so, to remind you to rate and review this podcast so that I can get my stars. Yay! Also, if you like it, send it, share it, make some noise about it. Tell your people, tell your friends, tell your enemies that you have something that gives you a little bit more joy. Thanks very much, people. Here's this week's Joyful Noise song. In this whole other life, there was this boy that I knew. He made me feel like a woman. We were young and silly, so anyway, he was in the band. All the songs about me, I wasn't crazy about the words, but the melody was sweet. Cause some like Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Front Room. My name is Sebastian Edwards and for those of you that don't know, The Front Room is for best. The Front Room is a place where we recommend different forms of media, be it social media or traditional media, that will bring you just a little bit more joy. How are we today people? How are you? Um, it's been a weird, strange week for me. Um, so I don't know if you are all listening from the UK because recently we've had a lot of people um, listening from America so let me explain that not only are we in lockdown but recently the government decided that they were going to put special areas on testing now my mum lives in one of the postcodes where people are going out testing so that was a little bit stressful for my fam so if you were looking for a 140% fitness podcast this week it didn't happen because I had to sort things out with my parents and stuff and also, I'm in more of an isolation state at the moment. That's fun. Yes. So, but we move. Welcome back to another episode of The Front Room. Um, yeah, it's been a thing. But now, it is a couple of things. Before we get into the main episode, just so you know. This week, Friday, is the HIV testing week. So, you would have seen people showing their finger adverts on Instagram or any other social media that you're using. Please, please, please go and get tested. Please, please, please know your status. It's vital information for the modern day gay, for the modern day LGBTQ youth. If you go to engage in any kind of sex with any person, it is both your social responsibility and just good mental health and good physical practice and good social practice that you know your status. Prevention is better than cure, obviously, so you still should still be wearing a condom. But, you know, I know people on prep, I know people bear back, I know people slam, I know people have their high and horny sessions, but what you need to know is your status. Cool, thanks. But second thing, this month is LGBTQ plus history month. And as such, we're going to do a couple of special editions of the Franklin podcast. So we're starting off with Yassine Dabila today. And basically what we're going to do over the next four weeks is we're going to have returning guests. So guests that we had on season one are going to come back for this season. So you can just get a little bit of an update. Yeah, so you can know where people are in their life, see how the lockdown has affected them in their business, in their social life, in their home life, in their relationship statuses. Yes, this is a This Is Why I'm Single episode. So the question that we asked Yasin this episode is, why are you single, Yasin? 
YA single. Yeah, obviously, for everybody, there's a different reason why they might be currently single at the moment. And I'm hoping that for all those other single people out there, I know that Valentine's Day is coming and the social pressure is getting enormous because them aisles, like I said last week, of chocolate, of candies, of flowers. They just need to, you turn a corner in Sainsbury's and it's just like, duh, duh, duh. Yes, this is the aisle that will teach you that you are single, bitch. Come, come walk down the aisle with this stupid white man trying to get his girlfriend a card that is clearly too big, too small. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. See straight men when it comes to Valentine's Day. I know it's the one day you're guaranteed in life to actually get your dick sucks, yeah? But let's be honest. If you're buying them a card from the Hiscos, who is sucking your dick? Who is sucking your dick? Literally. You're buying cards from Tesco's? Are you expecting to get some head? No, bruv. Walker. Anyway, that's enough for me. So let's introduce Yasin. Or he can introduce himself. We're just going to take a short break and then we'll be back with the main interview. Okay, well, here I am. So the voice you can hear, everybody, <laughs> is Yasin. Yasin, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Asin. Um, we, we said you and I have known each other for, God, like four years now. We were introduced through mutual friends. Um, and, well, for me, as an introduction to me, I'm really just someone who likes to go on internet, internet dating? No, I don't. I'm just someone that <laughs> likes to go on, on dating TV shows. So... Um, yeah, I had a podcast with my ex-boyfriend, I had a podcast on my own, I had a YouTube channel on my own, and then decided to suck it all in, and now I'm just featuring on other people, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, this is a full circle moment, because before I actually started my podcast, I featured on your podcast, so yeah. race and interracial dating, and race in the gay community, asking questions. That was yeah, a good little show, actually. The, it's a pity. The roles, the roles have reversed now. The roles have reversed. So, you, um, the, the, I was going to say his name there, but the Exodi are actually uh, on good terms now, so you never know. There might be a resurrection. Okay, cool. Who knows? Uh, yeah, well, we need, to get, we need to get deep into stuff because I have I've just watched something and I have many questions. So... When Yassine said that he does reality TV show dating programs, you might have seen him <laughs> recently on a show called Love Bites. Um, do you want to explain about Love Bites as a concept and what you were doing on the show? Yeah, so Love Bites is basically a kitchen-based dating show where you have three individuals, contestants, who are in a, in a kitchen. We all have our own station. Um, and essentially, I would call it the cross between dinner date and ready, steady cook. So there's one guy, he comes into the kitchen, he gives us three, no, two courses to cook. But we don't know what we're cooking until we open a crate and we're only read out the actual end product. So the starter was like prawn dim sum and the main course was uh, a seafood pizza. And we're given no instructions at all and we have to cook it in 25 minutes um, and then he has to judge us based on our food. The dessert was like the salvaging moment because we actually can choose what we want to cook for dessert. But yeah, he chooses who he wants to date on go for like the second date um, based on our on the on the menu that we've prepared. Um, and yeah, 
it was fun. It was good. Um, I thought it was quite funny, actually. I was quite nervous before it came out, but I think I came across pretty decent. Before you go any further, let's just put up a spoiler over that. So if you haven't watched the episode and you would like to watch Yassine on Love Bites, um, skip forward about five minutes. Yeah, (laughs) We'll talk about the programme, yeah, because I want the tea, yeah? Okay. Right, so first things first. The guy that was picking between the three of you, because you were a cooking contestant, what did you think of him? um Kyle so so Kyle is not like he's not my type at all but the guy is, is super lovely and he's really funny um when he came into the kitchen all three of us kind of looked at each other like uh let's just roll with it and like we did and I think whenever the producers kept asking us what do you think of Kyle what do you think of Kyle we were like yeah, he seems like he'd be a laugh. He seems quite nice. Like, yeah. And I think I must have said something really stupid. Like, I quite like the Geordie accent. And I think it would be quite funny to, like, have a conversation <laughs> with him. Just trying to really divert and say something positive without saying he's just not my type at all. Right. Um, Dude, this have... here, right? This here. When yeah. I watch that show, I think yeah. to myself, there is not a sister in production on this show because we all know that gays have communities and we have types and it clearly is that thing of your straight friend those two gay guys has decided that you were going to go on a date without actually thinking what gay gay guys actually like as types or individuals or or what fits with others it was yeah i looked at it and i was like oh okay yeah you have three really nice guys that don't necessarily gel as a unit or would be a match for either one of you set for certain other people so we'll go into that later but when i saw the guy that you were meant to be working towards i was just like okay he's probably gonna burn something so he doesn't get through (laughs) (laughs) do you know what the thing is and if you watch the show you'll see i'm very like i'm very in the zone and i'm proper trying to cook like the best of my ability and that's just because naturally i do that i wasn't even purposely trying to sabotage my food to make sure that I don't go on a date and I don't think either Mitch or James were as well I genuinely think James cannot cook he is the shittiest cook I've ever met in my entire life and Mitch I I think he's I think he just did what he was doing but there was a point where like I think after the the two courses that he did the start main course and how he flopped kind of on both of them he just kind of didn't really care and then he was just like, oh, let me just roll with it anyway. And then, you know, spoiler alert again, he got, he obviously got picked for the second date, but he just did it for the sake of kind of the fact that he won, not really because he was invested in winning. I don't think any of us were invested in, in winning as such. I think we were just all doing it for a bit of fun, but you're right. There was not, I don't think there was any sisters, as you put it, um, that were like, in the decision-making driving seat on who was matching and who was putting the contestants together because let's be honest yeah it didn't gel at all like and there were i've seen other gay episodes and like i tweeted this guy the other day because i saw that he'd been on another gay episode and i was like why the hell fuck shit bollocks was i not on your episode he was cute (laughs) I literally, I was like, mm, no, this is not going to work. Yeah, I was just like, as your friend, I literally looked at the guy when the guy walked in and was like, that is a very nice hello and goodbye. 
and maybe a drink, but this is not someone that Yasmin would ever date. So I don't know if he, if he wants to win this. So yeah. However, what I did think, right, was that across from you to your right hand side was a gentleman named as Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, okay, this bitch here and Mitch, that's a better matchup. So the children want to know. Yeah, your auntie said wants to know. Did you keep in touch with Mitch? Mitch has a boyfriend now. Okay. Um, Mitch has a boyfriend now, so that's good for him. It's not one of us three, the other three that was in the same episode. Um, did, yeah, I mean, there was definitely sexual chemistry between Mitch and I, both on set and off set, and that's all I will say. Cool. Yeah, that's why, because I know you and I saw you flirting, Mitch. So I was just like, I'm going to text him to make sure he knows that I've seen this episode, that we can talk about it properly. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see the tea, go down on screen. Go and watch Love Bites. It's actually not that bad of a program. Like, I was thinking that it was going to be dire, and I was only watching it because you were on it, but it's actually quite good. Like, I, you know what, I have saw, I saw that there was quite bad feedback, but it was, yeah, like, I mean, in terms of who the people that rated it, but to be honest, the review that I read was from The Guardian, and we all know they're stuck up, so it is a bit of fun. Yeah, but it's like, there are other new shows coming out at the moment, like The Cabin, like, if you look at that show compared to The Cabin, like, fucking hell, that crap, that Cabin show is dire, at least you're, there was a sparkle, everybody was enjoying themselves. Even if they weren't going to get picked, and it was just a little like, exactly. Out. And you know what the benefit of it was as well is that when it aired, I had lots of cute guys dropping into my DMs, and I got a few dates out of it. So, it was good. Obviously, this was pre-lockdown. Yeah, cool. Well, the dates were two meters apart walks. How do you do that though? Because I know yours quite touchy feely. Mm. You just do it, don't you? I tell you what though, I don't know how PG your your podcast is. I don't think it it is. It's not. But I'm I'm very I am the most sexually frustrated I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> so you're like trying to do trying to do like a walking date, like where you're just like you know you're chatting and. You just got you got your oat flat white and you're just having chit chat and you're standing, you know, not too close. I just can't handle it. I'm like, I just I just got no. This is why I don't do it, yeah, because I normally It's just teasing me. It's a waste of my time. It's just a prick tease. Like it's the like a European prick tease. And the worst part is that before lockdown I was kind of getting into a thing with someone. Like and then I think I actually showed you him at the gym. But then, yeah, it, yeah, it all ticks up. And he's like, oh, do you want to go like, for a walk somewhere? Do you want to go on a run? And I was like, have you met me? I don't run. Do you want to fuck? Yesterday, <laughs> 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 when I get back to the gym, I'm going to be an uh, actual predator. Like, anyone listening to this goes to gym books. You can say it. We say it all the time. Right. Stay stay away from me because I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna be so on you. If you're cute and you're above six foot, I'm gonna climb you like a tree. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs>
Just the honesty, just being honest. That, no, truthfully, what it is, I already said last week that I stopped managing because of all the mess. Because I can't <laughs> <figure> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I just can't be bothered. I'm just bored now. I'm bored, do you know what I mean? I'm just bored of it. Uh, and we got to a point where uh, I don't even, it's one of those things where you don't really want to meet anybody. You don't want to be like, you're trying to be um, socially conscious. But at the end of the day, like a man's got needs. Like, if they're not opening things up soon, I'm not blaming anybody for having parties and swinging from chandeliers anymore or getting out being dug out by six different men in the chain gang where they're smoking meth. Touches mm-hmm. life. Right, yeah. so, this is, for those of you that just joined us back, because <laughs> I did give you five minutes, <laughs> that's so nice little intro, but um, let's get back to some serious questions. Now, obviously, Yassin's been on the podcast and answered some questions before, so because we are in our second lockdown, and it is LGBTQ History Month, we've got changed the questions slightly this time, so the questions are more about gay culture currently or gay culture historically. Yeah, so start from the top. What's your name and what do you do? So uh, my name's Yasin. I am uh, the director of global partnerships um, for a gaming company. What's your pronouns? My pronouns. My, <laughs> my pronouns. Is this like the his, him, yeah. her, him, she, it, they thing? Yeah. I don't understand it, but... I would say I'm a him, his. He and him. Yeah, that. You clearly hear Yasin is a very cis gay male. So it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, yes, I'm very mask for mask as well, as you can tell. <laughs> masks, just so you know, because yeah, obviously it's a lockdown. Right. So what song makes you make a joyful noise during lockdown? So what's been your lockdown anthem? Oh, my lockdown anthem has probably been. Mm. Do you know what? Let me. Whilst I've got my phone to my hand, I'm going to quickly look at my. What have I been listening to the most? Do you know what? I think my lockdown anthem is probably two out of two songs. Right, the first one's like super gay, and the other one is super super gay. But the the first one, <laughs> the first one that's super gay, is um, Little Mick. Um, uh, what's it? Sweet melody. Okay, that's a jam. And then the second one is um, Megan The Stallion body. Okay, that that gets me going. Oh my gosh! And here, ladies and gentlemen, is why me and Yasin are friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, I think I've talked about the fact that I love sweet melody and also I love body. That is my absolute. Uh, Megan and Daniel in general is just, I'm just a fan. That album is just, is sick. That's a, that's a jam album that came out of nowhere and blessed my life and accompanies me on most of my horrible home workouts at the moment. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that, Megan. Doing good work. I was actually thinking you were going to say Ariana Grande's new album, but like Ariana Grande's new album, as much as I love the bitch, is weak. It is as weak as a milky tea. No, thank you. <laughs> Not feeling it at all. <laughs> it's so weak. 
Like I was expecting bangers because you know it's our it's Ari and all of her previous album has some bangers, right? Like Seven Rings, God Is a Woman, Into You. Like these are all like jams. Then she comes out with this like album where she just wants to talk about sex because she thinks she's really mature now, and it's like, nah, girl, leave it to the hoes like Cardi B. This is my thing. It's not that she wants to talk about sex because she's really mature. It's that she was not talking about. She's talking about intimacy. She's not talking about sex. She's not giving me the dirt. She's not giving me the film. 34, 35 is about as filthy as it goes. That's why it's the best song. Yeah, but, that's, that is as filthy as it goes. Yeah, she's trying to be dirty. But that's, yeah, she is trying to like do the whole cutesy, dirty thing. But it's it's limp, man. Sexy it's like, like... Puppies are cute. It's, yeah, yeah it's not cute right at all. Too, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, have you ever... Um, have you ever, oh God, this is really bad. But there was like one time I um, was on Grinder and I went to this guy's house, like, just, you know, it was a hookup, obviously. And um, I got to his house and he was like completely off his face and he couldn't get hard on, even though he had a massive knob. And I literally walked out of the house immediately with disappointment. And that is pretty much how I felt when I first listened to Ariana Grande Positions. So... And that there yeah, is both the gayest summary and the best summary I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just there you go. So obviously we are in a pandemic and there's very little to watch on TV. However, we have been blessed with not only one RuPaul's Drug Race at the time, same time, we have two streaming at the same time. So I want to know... Mm-hmm. Who is your Drag Race picks? Either UK or US, I don't mind. Who is your favourite? Okay, do you know what? I'm actually... It's really weird because I find the level of drag queen in the US to to be so much better and a higher standard than the drag queens in the UK. And someone tried to educate me and tell me that they're just very different drag queens, but I do find the UK drag queens aren't as finished and polished as the US ones and maybe it's the TV filter I'm not really sure because I looked fucking good on Love Bites I have to say and I'm telling you my skin was not good that day but the UK drag queens this year I do feel are, are like a little uh, um, at that higher level even though I still feel the same way that I think the US drag queens on season 13 are better I'm fully living for taste on the UK one like okay. just the way like the looks she's pulling the um the charisma of it oh my god like she's just funny as well and she doesn't look half bad when she's out of drag um and then the US one I was actually really liking Joey J but then obviously he just oh, went I wonder why you were lucky Joey J I don't fancy him. I don't fancy him because he's too twinky for me. I tend to go for a man that's a little bit more rugged, right? So I don't fancy him. He is cute. But I do think Joey J was quite good. Um, and then I really like La La Ri. Okay. But what the fuck was those paper bags about? That was, that was awful. And then how dare they send home Joey J against that no 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 no. let's be honest and let's be truthful joey j should have left because those outfits were atrocious every single one of his outfits the maid stuff that she she bought onto drag race the eye patch with the leggings and the, the oversized jacket that didn't fit or wasn't shaped properly 
fuck that shit. She should have gone in her first tune outfit, yeah? The fact that Lala Reed, this is what pissed me off, Lala Reed's outfit is so atrocious that it opens space for the fact that people are discrediting the fact that she lip-synced properly and actually saved herself. That is the function of having a lip-sync to save yourself. That dress that she wore was not a dress. It was a paper bag with some ambition and the ambition flopped. It was the worst thing I've ever seen any drag queen come up with ever in the history of that TV program is disgusting. What am I on about? What am I actually on about? The one drag queen that is sick on season 13 is Simone. Thank you very much. Oh my God, (laughs) Simone. I'm living for Simone. I'm living for that do-rag. This week maybe wasn't her strongest, but I'm living for that do-rag look that she did. That was sick. Um, I'm not really feeling the... um, Tamisha Iman, I think she, I, I bless her. She's had cancer and stuff like that. Right. I feel like she's because of that situation. She's just there because maybe it's. I think it's like sympathy vote. She's not as strong. She had cancer. She got over cancer. She packed her bags. She got on TV show. The TV show. She's not on the TV show. So whether you got cancelled or not, you now decided to come on the TV show, which is competition. So why don't you act like it's a fucking competition and compete? Yeah. Don't tell me how good you are in the workroom or waiting uncut or untucked. I don't want to hear it. I want to yeah, see it on the TV show. Show me. Like, she's not. I don't think she's she's delivering. I think she's very, even like everything about it, the performances. And then I look at the performances, and I just see. Is she fragile? Like, does she? Is like, is is that the reason why she's? I think she's physically tired from all the chemotherapy and stuff. Yeah. What you should have done, bitch. You should have said, no, I won't come on this year. I'll wait and I'll go on season fourteen. Yeah. But obviously, we're in a pandemic. You ain't got any jobs to go to. You ain't earning any money. So you thought now is the time. But even some of the outfits that she brought on stage last week were atrocious. It gives me um, Housewives of Platonic, not even Atlanta vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm just, no, she's not my favorite. Candy Muse as well was rubbish. I can't time. stand her. I cannot stand her. She gets on my actual nerves. She's just rude and I don't know what she's saying. I'm like, when will Miss Piggy stop? I can't, no. And then the other one that I don't think is that great as well is um, Tia Coffee from the UK. That, that, sorry. See, no. we're gonna have fights there because I actually like Tia Coffee. I just know that her drag's bad. Yeah, her now, drag is bad. Her drag outfits are bad. She can perform, she can sing, she's a comedy I think, but her level of taste is atrocious. Yeah, yeah. Has, you know, she's there. When you joined Jim Rocks, there was a guy called Hugh that used to run the studios in Old Street. He was actually in a band with Tia Coffee called The Vixens back in the day. Right. So okay. I know her from there, and like, she's always been a mess. Cause like yeah. always been a mess. She's she's a mess. She's kind of like the vinegar strokes of the season. No, she's not that bad, people. She's not that bad. Vinegar, <laughs> vinegar strokes was an app. That was a mess. That she was a mess. Sorry, oh my gosh. I feel Tina. One thing we also have to understand that obviously the UK drag race doesn't have the same level of financial backing behind them. And once certain people, certain people just need someone else to make their outfits and get the money level to a certain stage where they can buy shit for themselves. Because yeah, they yeah. And tea or coffee is one of them. True. 
what do you think of so Samoan on the American and then who's your favourite on the English? Oh taste. Taste. Cool. Perfect. What did you think of the dress that um, the other girl made for this this week? Who? Aura. Ahora. Yeah. She's good. She's a little bit cocky, but and she's she goes on like she's a bit of a sport brat. Um and when she was safe, she was like she wasn't keen. And even though she won between the two, that like, she just she still wasn't happy about it. Um yeah, I I'm kind of glad um what's her name? Estina Mandela. She went home because she thought, oh, from day one, she was like cocky, cocky, cocky. And then I forgot about her after that. Right, so when she came into the workroom, she had this horrible um, brown outfit on. And I was just like, okay, from the promo to this first opening outfit, all you're wearing is shit. So you better be able to dance, dance when it comes to lip syncing, because you're clearly going to have to lip sync at some point. Then when she went... Was she wearing the brown thing? Yeah. Yeah. It looked like Star Wars sack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It literally was horrible. And yeah. so I was like, no, clearly you're going to have to either amp up your fashion somehow, or you're going to have to be able to perform really, really well in all the tasks. As soon as she starts to lip sync, I'm just like, okay, so you're one of those dancers, one of those dancers that can dance when they're told how to move, but can't actually put moves together properly and make a performance by yourself. So you need to go home. So I'm glad yeah. you coffee stayed. I think, do you know what? I'm like, I'm looking at pictures of her and I think she looked absolutely banging in some photos. That entry outfit was weak. It was like, it wasn't great. But there are photos of her and she looks like she is, just, like she's stunning. She's, you know, she's, she's really, really stunning. But she was forgetful. I just didn't, I just didn't see that it was, you know, like, it wasn't like wow and yeah i just got bored um don't you think she looks a bit like azalea banks yes i do yeah. <laughs> yes i do which is also weird because it, the week that she did well was the week that azalea was like boiling her cat and put, making bones so maybe it's the uh, gigi win anyway yeah what was that about <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Anyway, I really don't know. Right, so okay. okay, obviously this is LGBTQ plus history month. Yeah. So have you got a person or people that you want to celebrate over history month? Mm, you know what? I think it's I think it's really sad because I don't I think personally I have invested a lot of time into understanding um allies and figures in that represent lgbtq community ai however many letters there are in the in the title now but so sorry if i missed anyone out um but like if i was to pick someone and this is probably like people are going to be like oh it's like you're not picking anyone that's actually fought for anything but just based on my my knowledge right now I feel like someone that really sticks into my mind is Oli Alexander because It's a Sin is phenomenal. Okay. Like that was 
an eye-opening show to watch. And I'm so glad that they did it. So how old are you again? 28? 28. Yeah, see, this is the thing, right? So I, when I came out of the gay scene, I came out, like, just after the period where everybody knew that you could get prep now. So it was slightly changing people's, like, expectations of you as an individual and also that you, HIV was no longer seen as a death sentence. So yeah. attitude toward people that were detectable and undetectable. Uh, undetectable and also if you were sleeping with someone bareback or changing so but I still remember the stigma of being dating people and be like oh and it's one of the reasons it took me so long to actually have a boyfriend originally because I was just like I don't want to get AIDS yeah I don't want to come home sick to my mom I don't want to have to be that gay that turns up after going oh I've come out didn't go oh I'm ill and I'm going to come home to die because we had so many stories about it. So for me to see it in the program, it was really refreshing that they actually tackled it. And also it gives people uh, who came out 10, 15, 14 years afterwards, an understanding of what the actual game, what it was like to live in the 80s, 90s at the time. Yeah. But you know what? We've got to a place where I feel like, um, you know, and thank God for the drugs that are available now that are allowing HIV to to not spread as it much as it as it as it was. You know, we've like you said, we've got prep, we've got the drugs that allow people to be undetectable. There is a level of knowledge of trying to educate people. You know, people that are, I mean, the people that are educated about it are the people who keep on top of their sexual health and therefore they know more about it. I don't think the stigma though has gone and i feel like that stigma and that education around that stigma it, there's a lot that we need to do and programs like this that bring things to light and show the history around it and how disgusting people were like towards people with hiv and even how naive the government was around it as well but then you look at covid right now and it's like the parallels, uh, the parallels of the government not being useless and also the fear-mongering and people being uh, just putting their head down in sand and just pretending that stuff wasn't happening so they can get over it. Like, and all the naysayers and the spreading of false information about cures, it's quite remarkable how we handle a pandemic now in the same way yeah. it's AIDS I don't think it's any different. I think you watch, you watch It's a Sin and you're like, you're like, wow, really? Um, it's still happening. It's just called COVID now. Like, they... Their, their strategies have not changed. Um, yeah, and that's Which is my why point. when people are criticizing, like, can, like when people are criticizing, as in using things like gays over COVID on Instagram to like pull gay people up on the fact that we need to have a level of understanding because we as a community have been through something similar before. So maybe we have more responsibility to the outside world and mm. get where they're coming from. Yeah, that sounds that's true. Got serious, <laughs> so yeah, that's my LGBTQ. Also, if you're uh, listening to this on Friday, um, today is the last day of HIV Awareness Week. So there's a loads of places where you can get tested now online. If you look down in the comments of today's episode, I'll post a link in the comments so you can click on the link and get yourself tested at home. I just got tested. I got tested as well. I'm waiting for my results. Oh, I got mine today. A lovely woman called me and she, she, she told me my results and I was like, thank you very much. That was easy. 
did he do it online yeah i just got a pack sent to me came quite quickly and then i just prick my own finger and put my blood into the little thing and then off we go see i have to because i have a liver condition i have to go and get my liver function tested at the same time because they test my creatine levels so right. it means i always have to go to either the hospital i normally go to or dean street so i, I had to go to the hospital last week which was a ball late because it meant that i had to make sure that i isolated beforehand yeah so I wasn't in contact with anybody. And I'm thinking, bitch, what contact am I going to be with anybody anyway? So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, she knows you're gay, so she's like, where have you been? Well, this is the thing. I still have that uncomfortable moment of going into the um, clinic and when they're asking you how many sexual partners you have on the form, I handed over the form and go thinking, have I had that many sexual partners this year? I can't remember. And then like, Doesn't it ask you in the past three months? I just lie because I don't want people, not because I don't want people to judge me of how many sexual partners I've had, because I don't want people to judge me that I've been having sexual partners in lockdown. <laughs> I'm like, no, if I say I've had five or like ten, yeah, then it's like a big when, the, when the gay guy in the clinic has also been like, two squares away from your garage, you can't really do that, can you? Uh, yeah. So I, I just put a, I just put a safe two, and then they go, are they casual or regular partners? I'm like, oh, they're regular. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even know the names. <laughs> um, you know what? Someone actually said, so, uh, what was it? Where was I? Oh, maybe I shouldn't really talk about this because it might expose me a little bit. But um, I'm, I like was just chatting to someone, and I think I must have said um, that I must have said they oh yeah they they their accent sounded like unfamiliar to me I couldn't quite work it out so I said oh where are you from and they were like wow you asked them where am I from you're not even asked my name yet and I was like fuck do you know what that is that is the really the bad thing about our societies we don't give a shit about people's names these days we just care about like where are you from how quick can you get in how many inches are you that's it like and then I've had moments where I've got with someone and I literally they've left and I've been like uh because I didn't even know his name. Are you on Clubhouse? Yeah. So I was on Clubhouse the other day. I was in a queer group. And we were talking, I think we were talking about Drag Race or something, because I just couldn't sleep, so I went on it, because I wanted to fall asleep. And then after I put the, I left the room, this guy messaged me, and we'd been talking in the group. And apparently before lockdown, I'd hooked up with him. So he still had my number, so he messaged me. He's like, oh, were you in the group, blah, blah, blah. And I was trying to remember what his name was. His, his number came up as like one of those numbers that was plus four four. So he just like texted me and I hadn't saved his number. I didn't know his name. Like I, all I had was a random picture. So I was just like, oh fuck. Well, this is gonna be a very short conversation or I'm gonna look like a total bit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, I hear that. Uh, next question. Okay, so this week, who has been your ratchet person this week? Who's got on your nerves, and who has been your righteous person this week? Uh, my ratchet person this week. Oh my gosh, has I don't even know. You know, like we're talking celebrity, right? Because there are lots of there's people that like 
left, right and centre in my proximity that I've got on my tits. But hopefully, you know. Just... <laughs> you could do some favours. You could do some. You could be your bin man for all I care. Like, but who's been your rash year? Who's been your rash year? Um. Gosh, there's it. I mean, I mean, in my pro- in my proximity, there's this woman that like she guards the door at Sainsbury's, and I'm telling you, it's a superstore Sainsbury's. And like before, like I I I'm putting on my mask as I'm walking in. And she's like, she stops me at the door and she's like, uh, your mask's not on properly. I'm like, whoa, okay, like flipping neck. She's been getting on my tits because she's been doing it like multiple times. I'm like, what What the hell? Like, leave me alone. Other than that, like Karen from Sainsbury's, um, two people actually, uh, for no, for the first one, did you used to watch The Only Way is Essex? Yes, I did. Do you remember Lauren Goodger? The one with the really flat face and the blonde hair. Yeah, she was in that first series. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you seen what she looks like now? No. That's a transformation. She's not even the same person. I beg you, Google it. Like, she literally looks like she's had a face trans... No, she looks like aliens abducted her and replaced her with someone else. She's not even the same person. Um, It's bizarre. Bless her, the girl's pregnant. Obviously, the baby's going to come out looking completely different to her because... Well, she doesn't look like herself. Um, it's mad. Um, I know this is a full circle because I actually thought, you know, your date person, the person that you were organising to have a date with, I was just like trying to work out what he'd done to his face. Like, because he looked like, <laughs> <laughs> he looked oh, like he'd had no. some pillars or some pills or something like that. Like, he's, had, he's, had some, he's had his lips done, hasn't he, I think. I was like, I could just ask him, you know. Um, but yeah, Lauren Goodger, she's she's ratchet. She's ratchet and a half. And then who else is ratchet? Can you believe that? What's his name? The rapper, the one that the Watch Me Whip, that one. Yeah. Um, he got arrested for killing his cousin. Apparently. Are you serious? Um, deadly serious. Silento. That's it. De- definitely not. He's out. He's in the ratchet bin. Don't do that. Not to your fam. Come on. Um, and then my definitely the winner of the week has to be good old Captain Tom. See, that's gonna that's gonna be a controversial pick to my listeners. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm glad that he raised all his money and stuff like that. But well, I actually feel it's not about him, it's about his family and the fact that everyone's defended him going to Barbados when he shouldn't have done. Oh, is, is that where you think he caught COVID? Well, I don't think he caught COVID from Barbados. I think he caught COVID from the plane. Oh, right. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, look, he should have stayed at home. He should have stayed at home. Like, yeah. Well, bless him. Look, he, he did raise like 32 odd million for well, if the NHS. If he add in gift aid amount of money as well, it's actually 40 million pounds. There you go. Yeah. What an app, what a ledge. And all he did was walk up and down his garden. I know, like, you know, whether or not he shouldn't have gone to Barbados. He's technically an influencer now, so he can go to on holiday if he wants. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got the right of passage. Yeah, the influencers are allowed to go. If you're an influencer, you can go to Barbados, you can go to Dubai, and the rules don't apply to you. 
you complete knobs. Actually, I'm going to add influencers to my ratchet list this week because you're all morons. You made lo- Dubai lockdown and you're keeping us here even further because you went abroad and you brought the fucking South African and the Kent and the Brazilian and all the other variants back with you. So, bin, bin you all. Can, you, can we tell that Yassi has not been on holiday this year, people? Can you I haven't that? been on holiday in 18 months. I'm going fucking mad. <laughs> I'm actually going mad. I was actually planning to go circuit party with you lot this year. I don't I even know if that's happening, you know. I don't think it will do. Because like, Barcelona is going on ratchet at the moment. Like, they the, whole gonna... world, the whole world is ratchet. The whole world is absolutely... I was actually meant to be going to um, Defective Festival in Croatia and then getting on a plane from Croatia and then spending, going to the water party in the uh, circuit party. Well, see, you know, that would have been sick and it sounds like a lovely idea, but you need to get that idea out of your head because it's not going to happen anymore. I refuse to believe that I will not go on holiday in August for my birthday this year. I refuse, yeah, I refuse. I don't care. When we open up, mm-hmm. as soon as we open up, the first thing I'm doing is taking that government money that they gave me and buy the play ticket. That's what I'll do with it. Fuck okay. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in La La Land then, Yeah. yeah. A bitch can dream because it's the only thing that's getting me through this fucking lockdown. Yeah, honey, you keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> what are your media recommendations for this song? Media recommendations? Yeah. Mm. Anything you've watched, anything you listen to? Yeah. Um, yeah. Three things. I've got three things. Um, I'm very late to the party, but I've just watched Dr. Foster and actually that was really good. <laughs> so the majority of people listening is probably listen to it and be like, bitch, like next. Sorry, but that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, the second thing is, oh my gosh, don't get me started on WandaVision. That is like the sickest show on TV right now. And if you, if you are one of those people that are like, it's Marvel, it's Disney. I beg you watch it because it just is. The only reason that I have a fucking Disney Plus subscription because I was like, there's nothing by Disney I watch. I'm going to cancel it. And the day I thought about canceling it was the first time I saw the Wonder Vision advert. I was like, these bitches have got me now for another three months. Yeah, that's why they keep, that's why they haven't released all of the episodes. They're dripping them bit by bit, slowly by slowly, just to keep you hooked in. And it works. I can't deal with a half an hour episode every Friday. Are you mad? I'm on Wednesday and I'm like, when is Friday going to come? And not because it's the weekend, because I want to watch what, what happens next in WandaVision. It's absolutely sick. Um, that's my geeky side of me. Boys dig it. So, yeah, love that. Um, and then the third thing is, this is a good media recommendation, because obviously lockdown is stressful. And um, I can tell, like, from a lot of my friends and people I've been speaking to, that it is time to take its toll now because it, it's been going on for too long. And I think the in and out, in and out, in and out of lockdowns is like confusing people and it's leaving people really uneasy and really and giving people a lot of anxiety. So I recommend highly, highly calm. I listen to calm every um, evening before I go to sleep. And it's just full of like um, meditation. And like sleeping stories, if you have trouble sleeping, like I do sometimes, like stories that are um, read by celebrities like Matthew McConaughey. And honestly, the voices are so soothing. So um, 
definitely try it. I think it's worked wonders for me just to like really kind of make sense of my thoughts and just think about other things. Never did I try meditation until lockdown and it is the best thing. So, thank you very much. So, speaking of lockdown, would you like to tell us a little bit about how your lockdown experiences have been since we last met at you know? So, I think we were on just after the first lockdown, we did that thing together. Yeah. So, it's been, there have been two lockdowns since because there was the mini lockdown in London and then the full lockdown. I can't keep up. Um, lockdown. The lockdowns in general have been a bit up and down. Obviously, the first lockdown, I was in a relationship and then I broke up from that relationship. So that was a turbulent roller coaster for me. Second lockdown, didn't really notice it. It was because it was so short. I can't even remember. It felt like such a blur. Um, I know that I was just super busy with work. So I think I was just cracking on with it. And then I think I just noticed that the gyms weren't open and I was just infuriated. And then... Obviously, then they were going to let us out for five days during Christmas, like we were some sort of monkey in a cage. Um, and then they kind of took that away from us. And now we're in this third lockdown and I'm just bored. I'm at, like, I am just bored. I want to go out. I want to put on a nice shirt. Well, I'm wearing one now, but I want to put on some, you know, I want to put on some Reese. I want to put on my best cologne. I want to strut to... Waldor Street and I just want to go into Freedom Bar, order Negroni, sit down, look at boys and just enjoy my life. But why won't you give that to me, Boris Johnson? Why? Why do you want to keep me at home all the time? I don't understand. I'm going mad. I just want to party. I'm not a person, you know what, yeah, we, 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 we have mutual friends, right? And you know who I'm talking about. We're not yeah. going to mention them on the, on, right now, but they are animals when it comes to partying, yeah? And I'm the one that just wants to sit back and like be a mum and just kind of watch them and drink my drink in a corner. And I'm happy with that. I want to get so fucked up. I want to drink. I want to party. I want to jump on a table. You don't understand. I don't think this has done me any justice. I think what it's done is going to make me even worse. When I come out of lockdown, I guarantee you I'm not the only one. We're going to go mad. We're going to go absolutely crazy. This is the really thing. Like, it's going to be feed. Soho is going to be feeding time at the motherfucking zoo. I have said publicly, yeah, that the first weekend of lockdown, I'm not going out. Yeah? I'm not going out. Yeah, I will try my hardest to stay away. I know that I, I know already what's going to happen. I'm going to get the knock on the door because people are going to be like, what the fuck are you doing in your house? Get out. But I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a shitstorm in the best possible way. But they're going to be, it's going to be, there is pillaging and bodies everywhere. Like the Vikings are coming to London. It's ridiculous. Like, well, you stay home, bitch. I'm going out. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do what you need to do. Even if the government says to me, look, we're going to ease lockdown now, but there is still a risk of you catching the deadliest variant of COVID. Okay. I'm like, cool. Where can I get a drink? I'm like, <laughs> I still think right, what they're going to do is do that stupid thing that they did last time. 
of having the bars like with no live music and no clubs. Around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Social social distancing will be around for for a while, I think. After when everything kind of eases, like I I definitely see that happening. But, but you know what? It is what it is, and I know for a fact they're going to use the vaccines against us as well. Yeah, because they're going to be like. Oh, uh, you know, I know that Dubai is doing it now. Dubai will give you a discount on food if you're vaccinated. And that's exactly where the where the world is going. And I was fully against not having this vaccine. Not because I'm scared of like 5G radiation is going to control my body or there's going to be like nanoparticles trying to change my DNA or whatever, blah, 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 blah. That is all bullshit. The fundamental reason why I didn't want the vaccine is because I don't feel like there's been enough research long term that proves that it's actually effective or any good for any human body. And I'm not keen on the idea of putting some chimpanzee DNA into my body either to try and replicate the virus or create my, or some sort of reaction to my immune system. No, thank you. But recently, if it, if they're trying to tell me, sorry, you can only go to circuit party with a vaccine, or you can only go to Mykonos if you have a vaccine, or you can only come into this restaurant with a vaccine. I'd be like, I will literally take my arm out and I will stab myself with it because I can't deal with it anymore. I just want my life back. This is the thing though, if the vaccine doesn't stop you from spreading it from one person to the other, it means that they have to make find a way to enforce that loads and loads and loads of people have the vaccine. Yeah? So the only way to do that is to say that you can't travel, you can't have a life, you can't go to concerts. You can't go to football games for those straight people that want to do that. You can't go to the cinema. You can't go to ice rink or the bowling rink or whatever unless you're vaccinated. So I already said to you last time when I saw you that I will take any vaccine that they've given me because I just want to ensure that I have my black ass on a plane by the end of this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me that vaccine, bitch. I want that vaccine. Uh, I even remember the other day that, that my mom was like, oh, yeah, you got a liver condition, so are you not classed as like a vulnerable person? No, but you know what? I think I should be. I think I should be. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm prepared at this moment in time to push any 80, 70, 60-year-old out of the way to get a vaccine right now because I need my life. I honestly need my life. They don't need their life. They can stay home. My grandmother's vaccinated and she doesn't even go anywhere. It's just so annoying. Where's she going? She's not going to Soho House. She's staying at home. She doesn't need a vaccine. Do you say that now, but you both know that if Nana would go you would give your arm for her. So you know what? She's had she's she's had COVID. Um and she's, you know. Thank God she survived and, you know, she's probably got antibodies now. I'm good she's protected, so that's good, you know. So, all right. Uh, so normally we have a section called This Is Why I'm Single. So in one sentence, state to people why you think you are single currently. Because um, no one can handle all this candy, as Jenna Collins says. Um, no, I do you know what I think I'm single because I just can't find someone that is like on my level in three categories. Like intellectually, I can't find anyone that like wants to talk the things I talk, gets the things I get, you know, understands my they don't necessarily need to be in the same industry as me, but they 
need to have a drive and a passion. I think emotionally, because I think I'm quite a, I can be quite an intense character for some people, but at the same time, I also can take a step back and not be so intense. Um, but I need to have someone that has that same balance as well so that we counteract each other at the right moments. And also it kind of blends well, because if you have two big personalities, it's just never going to work. And also, um, I think I, I, I didn't like to admit it to myself, but I am a bit sensitive. So I like people who are sensitive to my sensitivity. And also that is replicated in the same way back. You don't want someone that's just a cold hearted bitch, just doesn't work. Right. And then also physically as well, because whilst you can have an, an intellectual and emotional connection with someone, I fundamentally believe that sex is such an important part of a relationship and having that like physical connection and like feeling really like, you know, giddy when you see them and that you just want to like rip their clothes off all the time. And yes, all right, fine. It's in the honeymoon period. I was in a relationship, so I know what the different stages of relationship was like. But even at the end of it, I still felt like I wanted to like, you know, like oh, I God, felt... No. Like, no, 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 no. This is the problem, yeah? It shouldn't be in the honeymoon period. You should be able to, like, because the person that I was thinking about now, I've known you for two years and we've been on and off, on and off, so we've been steady, we've been not been steady, because he flies everywhere. But every single time I see him, I want to just jump on top of him. But that's what I'm saying. Me and, when I was, when I was with, when I was with... Him? The ex. Like, even at the end of the relationship, I still felt like I just wanted to, like, you know, just hug him and kiss him, and I still felt that physical attraction to him. And it shouldn't just be the honeymoon period, it should be something that you want to do all the time. If I'm with a man, I want to look, be able to look at him and not look at anyone else because he is everything I want and I should be the same to him as well. But the fundamental problem with this community is either A, gays are too fickle and they like to set their eyes on everybody else and they don't like to just keep their eyes on one person. And that's not even when they're in a relationship with you. That's just when they're dating you. And even when they're in a relationship with you, the only reason why open relationships exist is because they can't commit to one person i don't agree with it at all and also i think the issue is is we've just been programmed that like through our trauma of being gay that we're just like not which we're not programmed to love like this is the thing i have i have an issue with all these gay guys saying that it's heteronormative to be in a relationship as a couple and only have one partner did you ever think that maybe it's not just heteronormative it's just a foundation for a good solid relationship that most people need whether they're hetero or not like if i'm not trying to be in a partnership that has the same similarities of a hetero couple i just want one single person yeah, that doesn't want anybody else but me and is willing to sacrifice the fact that they can't just sleep around with everybody else. Because you know what? I can sleep with who I want to sleep with outside of a relationship. Why am I getting in a relationship and you're sleeping around? It doesn't make any sense to me. Why why is that why is that only why is that only normality to heteros of being in mono, into being in a monogamous relationship? I'm sorry, but gays are always gone on about like inequality and differences when it comes to adoption and having kids and the way that we're treated and whether or not we can hold each other's hands in public. But then all of a sudden, when you question them, excuse me, why are you on Grinder when you live with your boyfriend? And they're like, oh, yeah, but you know, um, monogamous relationships are so outdated. They're so straight. 
all right, well then shut up about all the other things that you you want to have equal to straight people then, you absolute hypocrite. No, sorry, cancelled. Open relationships, cancelled. Again, people, this is why me and Yasin are friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully passionate. I mean, I'm fully passionate about it. I just can't, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't deal with when a man is in a relationship, when he's with me, when I'm dating him, he's looking at X, Y, and Z, Tom, Dick, and Harry, literally, and I can't get his full attention. He can't fully commit to me and dating me because he's been distracted by everyone else. Um, like, that is frustrating because I can't, I can't prove myself and be in the limelight because I feel like I'm always in competition. And, okay, I'm not saying if you're dating with someone – you're dating someone that you should like everyone should just drop everyone else that you're speaking to because i guess that is a bit of a risk but then fuck it why not take it like you've obviously started speaking to me for a reason so just you know take the fall let me impress you and fuck all the other people because you know if you're not interested in me and you're interested in someone else but you want to talk to me because you just want to keep me at your you know arm's length then um i'm sorry but i i ain't got time for that you know there's like a list of other people that I could be investing my time into. I'm not going to waste it on someone that's just not putting their time into me. See, um, I don't like people that try to hedge their bets. They're like, they're, they're kind of getting into the stage where they know they should be getting into a serious relationship with someone, but they just want to look around just in case, just in case there's something better. It is, yeah, it's just in case. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it is just in case. It always, it always is that and i'm just not about that life and it comes back down to and we're all guilty of it i'm guilty of it as well we're so programmed to like the ease of just having sex and getting that temporary endorphin rush when you meet someone you have that physical connection and then you don't have to commit to it and you do it over and over again because you like it you like that you like that short-term commitment to each other and that commitment is just sex you're still committing to it but you know like we don't even ask for each other's names and then it's just like you do it and then you throw it away and you get stuck in it. And it's, it's that constant. We all get stuck in that cycle. That's not healthy. You like, we need to break the chain. Okay. Right. That happy positive sunshine note. <laughs> but on light note, I am single, eligible and ready for all your DMs. There you go. So if you want to contact <laughs> Yasin, where can the people contact you, Yasin? You can contact me at Yasin Debelia. If you start typing Y-A-S-I-N-D, I will come up on your Instagram. Um, are you on Twitter as well? I'm on Twitter with the same handle, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter with the same handle. And my OnlyFans is not the same handle. You have to come and request that for me. <laughs> That's behind a special hidden link. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the end of this week's episode. How did you like Yassin? I thought it was about time to give him his little spotlight and actually give him a full episode and just take, instead of taking out the bits and clips that we've done from other things together and giving him out to promote his youtube channel which no longer exists so you can't find it it's really bad you can't actually find that can you so i might have to um get the video and post it on the instagram page anyway thank you very much for listening remember that you can find me at the front room podcast on instagram also you can email me on the front room podcast 
at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you have anything you want me to recommend or review on the podcast, send it to the email, DM me. You can also find me at SebEdPT. And remember, there's also the 140% podcast and a 140% fitness page on Instagram. Thanks very much, people. And I'll see you. You'll hear me same time next week.